family, you're tuning in to the Jimmy Bonds podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Pardon any technical difficulties as we are recording live on the Zoom platform. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening wherever you are in the world. And welcome to Jimmy Bonds podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Jimmy, lights, camera, action. People thought I quit and I ain't giving satisfaction. From a different era, writing rhymes up on nappies. What you had to say was more important, man, than traffic. Yeah, I'm talking back. What's good, family? And welcome to another episode of Jimmy Bond's Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. This show is sponsored by Good Hope Road Studios. I'm your host, Jimmy Bonds, along with my co-host, Ty T. Wow, what's good, Ty? How you feeling? JB, how you doing? Live from the 215. That's right, family. We live from the 215. Remember, family, you want to call us with your comments or questions, you can reach us at 844-844-1244. That's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at Jimmy Boss Podcast at gmail.com. Again, it's Jimmy Boss Podcast at gmail.com. It's J I M M Y B O N D S Podcast at gmail.com. But uh, we're going to kick the show right off today, Ty. I've been thinking about this subject for a while and I thought about how Black history, like our history, has, has lost the prestige it's had for a long time. I feel like over a period of time, it's lost its, it, it had so many layers of richness to it. I feel like it's lost that. And at the same time, we're not also paying attention to it the way we used to. And I mean, I'm saying us as a culture and I'm saying us as a people, you know, the thing about me is that I, I grew up in a, in a house with a, with an educator. She taught elementary school. So my mom wouldn't allow me to get away from black history. And I grew up in a time where it was, it was so prevalent. It was so important to have that. It just became like second nature to us in my household, you know? And I know it wasn't like that at everybody's household, but it was really big in mine. So I remember going to school and, and you know, having Black history taught, and, you know, they would teach you the things, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and, you know, the regulars, you know what I mean? And it just was a regular occurrence every February. And I, I, I see now that it's, it's becoming more about, like, the advertising to say, you know, we care about Black History Month just to really say that they care about Black History Month. You see the schools put on Black History projects just to say they're doing it, you know, just to say they're, they're, they're doing Black History projects. I mean, I feel like a lot of ways it's just more about going through the motions to even talking about the, the truth and the richness behind our history. Because just as much as everybody says that it's Black History Month, it's really American history, you know, because that's, it is our history. The history of slavery, how we got over here, that, that's American history, you know? So I felt like it was something that we kind of had to talk about and, and address and really get people into the conversation because it's, you know, it's, I feel like it's, it's dying, man. I feel like, <laughs> I mean, let alone it's, it's the, you know, the shortest month of the, the shortest month of the year. And February just flies past and just, there they go, another one. You know, you can attribute it to a couple of things. You can attribute it to, you know, a couple of articles I read about it. I read an article on NBC News talking about the relevance of Black history and how it has changed within K through 12 in different states. You know, how it goes from the education, the educating of the youth or the children of it. A lot of times it seemed like they were relying on Department of Education down to the state level, down to the local level. They allow the, the schools to decide what's going to be taught. When I think about that, I say, okay, it seems a lot of times we put a lot of emphasis on the schools. We give them a lot more responsibility and honesty than what they should have, to be honest with you. Like, they should be a part of the community, not like I send my kid to school and I wash my hands away with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything you learn, you come home. We are an African-American family. Like, I need to be teaching my kids about these African-American leaders and these heroes and, and these people that have led us in, through different times. You know, I think it's, it's, it's on our, it's not just on the schools, it's on us. 
I think we should already know that with an education system, they're not going to tell the truth. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think we should know that. You know, I, I think we often just get to the point where it's easier for us just to pass it on and say, hey, you know, teach these kids about this. I mean, from what I know, what I believe, I can never, I can't rely on somebody else to teach my kids what I know. You get what I'm saying? Like, yes. I can't pass a buck. I really just can't. Like, I can't, I can't pass a buck. I want my schools, I want my kids going to school to say, hey, you know, we know we learned at home. We learned about, you know, Carter G. Woodson. We learned about Mega Evans. We learned about Nat Turner. You know what I'm saying? We learned about people that who play such a relevant role within Black history, within our community in Black history. But but again, I just I just think it's lost its prestige. And, and I'm not sure who's speaking up about it to say that it, it shouldn't be lost. You know, I'm not sure who's doing that. I can't say I particularly see or I particularly know um, instances with, you know, with maybe celebrities coming around talking about it, you know, but... You know, it's like a rites of passage in some places. You got to go learn your history before you even jump out there and do anything. In a Native American culture, they make sure their kids don't even know their history. They make sure, if, and they would, listen, they were just as, press, as oppressed as we are, and they don't have any month to celebrate their, their heritage. We can't pass a buck no more to these schools, K through 12, or even on the college level, if we're not teaching our kids at home. You should know about Black history just like anybody else should. I shouldn't have, any, I shouldn't have a white teacher knowing more about Black history than I do. It's like, that's just not the way it should be. You know what I mean? And I mean, I'm re referencing saying white teachers because there are a lot of white teachers in these in these predominantly black public schools. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shouldn't be the case. You know, time and time again, I noticed that, that that's something that comes up, man. You know what I mean? Like, that's something that comes up. I don't know, Ty, what, what do you think about it, man? All right, so I listened to a good scholar. His name is Pastor Ray Higgins, right? Okay. Yeah, he used to, you know, be the all-out pastor of the church to preach and to scream and all that stuff. Took a trip to Africa found some things out, came back with a whole different perspective. So he doesn't do the old school pastor no more. He teaches about knowledge, wisdom, understanding. I was brought up on the knowledge of self. That's the biggest thing you can possibly learn is the knowledge of self. Once you know the self and how the self works, anything that's external won't really affect you or phase you too much. And you'll be able to break down what they call a well-dressed lie. You True. know what I'm saying? Yes. So as yes. you can see a well-dressed lie, and you can undress that lie because you know the truth and you know knowledge and facts. Now, for example, one of the things that Ray Higgins would say is, before he started his meetings, he would go, picture yourself as a, a point within a circle, right? So you're a point within that circle. This is not mine, this is Ray Higgins. You're a point within that circle. Anything and everything that you know up to this point in your life is within that circle, right? Right, right. Now, I may say some things to you that may be outside of that circle which means it's outside of your realm of awareness. It's outside of your paradigm. Outside right. of, outside, right, so right, it's, it's right. not to belittle you or nothing like that. It's right. something you just don't know about. Right. If you come to me and start telling me about, you know, journalists and writing papers and working for newspapers, that's outside my realm of awareness. You know right. what I'm saying? I, I right. can't challenge you on it. You know I, mean? <laughs> I have to right. go do the research and then come back and I can hold conversation with you. So I have this riddle. I'm going to give you this riddle real quick and then I'm going to get into it, what you, what you asked me, okay? The riddle is called, Who Am I? And it goes like this. I went from a jungle to America. I went by boat. I went against my will. On this boat, I was in chains. When I arrived in America, I was displayed in chains. Who am I? Based off of that, who am I? Mm, I mean, the general answer you would come up with is what? A black person. The black person, right? But but it, it sounds like it sounds like that riddle is more referring to 
say a, a, a tiger or a lion or something. You know what I'm saying? Like King Kong, King Kong like a gorilla. Okay, an animal. That's, that's more, yes. more of an animal than a person. But that's right. exactly what everybody what we, applies yes. the black man being in that. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. That, that's what they apply us to. Exactly. Exactly. So when it comes to our history, all the history that we're going over is based off of what Europeans have put into books. Now, we lost our identity. We lost our prestige because we never found our identity. When they came over here, we was already here. Now, they say that the Indians were here. And they say that we came from Africa. But there's a problem with that because you can't be in two places at the same time. You're either one or the other. Right? Now, we are totally different than Africans. We just are. We are. We really are. When you look at, for example, you have uh, the West Indies, right? You know the West Indies? Yeah, the West Indies is Bahamas, and that right. means that, is that area, that area in the islands, right? Exactly. Okay. Now, are you familiar with the East Indies? Now, that I would be like see, the Asian islands. Yeah, I'll see. I want to be wrong. So Asia, that would that would probably be like uh, Papua New Guinea and um and right. uh and New Zealand down that area, like all the islands down there, right? Okay, okay. Right. Now, they were called the East Indies. Because when the Europeans originally went there, the people were dark people. They were so dark that they called them originally indigo. They were called indigo people. Okay? Yes, they, they, yes in, I can see that. From indigo, the name later on in history changed to India. Makes sense. That's where your India comes from. Right, exactly. Now you got your East Indies. Okay? Yeah, yeah. When they start traveling around the world by boat, they come over here to South America and they said, wait a minute, the same indigo people are over here, here yeah. that's over there. Yeah. So this is how you got the West Indies. Yeah. Because the same people that's over there that was, was already here. over here. Yeah. Yeah. Columbus never made his way north. He's no, only he in didn't. South America. Right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Now, from indigo, you go to Indian. From Indian, they changed your name to black or Negro. Which From is, Negro to which black. Which is Negro, right, in Spanish, it's black. <laughs> right. Right, Neg Negra, right. right, in Spanish, it's black, okay. But see, what we've been, we've been misidentified throughout the course of history. Again, when they say Indian, they're talking about us. They didn't bring us over from Africa. What's missing is 127 years, J.B., when Columbus first came over there to the islands, from the time he got here up until 16, maybe 05, when the British start making their way over here. Right. That part of history is in no record books. Yeah. It's about 127 years that's missing. Yeah. This is what was taking place. They were taking the brothers and sisters from over here on American land over to Spain. From Spain, some went down into Africa and throughout Europe. Morocco. A few, of them, yeah. a few of them came back over later on in the late 16 to 1700s. Yeah. Not that many, yeah. a few. When yeah. they said it was bringing slaves over to North America, it was actually bringing them from South America up to North America. Mm. It wasn't coming over from Africa. You have to remember, back in the 15, 1600s, they had sailboats. They didn't have no powerboats. Yeah. You had to travel by the sail of the wind. Right. It took four to six months to travel from Africa over here to the island. Exactly. You got to account for food, for weight yep. of your ship. Yep. You know what Rations, I mean? all that. Yep. So if you got 50,000 slaves on one boat, 
How are they being fed for six months? Who's eating for six months? Man. Where's the food kept at? Where's your water? But I mean, you know, they, they say they lost a lot in, in the middle passage. They say they lost a lot, a lot of people. They dumped them over, and, and they, a lot of them got sick. I mean, a lot of them got sick from the from the from the crew. That's the story that was written for us. We never written our story. We never wrote no, we our haven't. story. We haven't. The entire story about the slave trade was told to us in reverse. We didn't come from Africa. We went from here over to Africa. It was told to us in reverse. You can't be an African-American. Jesse Jackson told us we were African-Americans back in the 80s when he was running for president. Yeah. He said, we're going to call ourselves African-Americans from now on. No longer call yourself blacks. And that's where that term came from. <laughs> he started that. Yeah, I mean, he made it a politically correct term. And because, you know, the, the, the interesting thing about it is when I see that term, I always think about my Africans who are American, right. like my African brethren, the ones from Nigeria and the West Africa, West Africa, North Africa, like the ones that are here who might have like uh, immigrated here and, you know, who had kids here, family here. You know what I mean? Like right. those are real African-Americans because you got African-Americans, you got Chinese, you got Italian-Americans, you got Chinese-Americans. Those are all like those are real like things, you know what I'm saying? And, but again, Jimmy. When I go back, when I said, you can't be in two places at the same time, right? So, for example, you have two types of elephants. One elephant has long ears, right? Yeah. That's an African elephant. Now, the Indian elephant has shorter ears. That's yeah. how you can tell the difference between the two. the two of them, right. If right. two African elephants come over here and they make a, another elephant, it's not called an African-American elephant. No, it's, it's not. It's an African elephant. It is. Now, go back in history, right? Remember the cartoons? About the elephant with the big flappy ears? What yeah. was the elephant name? Dumbo. <laughs> Why? Because it was an African <laughs> elephant, right? <laughs> you see how they clown players, right? I, I understand. <laughs> I, I understand. I understand. They, they, I mean, they, they put it in cartoons and movies. They clown us, man, because we don't know our actual identity. And, and you know, you, you talk you talk about identity. Your history is your identity. That's, that's the truest that's really the truest thing. I mean, you could go race by race or culture by culture, and every other culture that I know has a particular identity. They can identify with something. Even the Africans that, that are here, they can still identify with their African culture. We have such a mixing pot of things that was given to us that we made up. I, I don't like to say made up because it makes it sound like we did like it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a point to it. I said that, that we created. You know, because you you make something up, you say, oh, yeah, whatever. You're like, nah, there's things we created that that makes up our culture. Which you always you you're bringing up good points, Todd. And I think the the thing about it is, is that we've always been told who we are instead of being like, this is who I am. But and see, Todd, like you, you get you get into something that's like a you know, I know this is definitely a, a bigger conversation, a broader conversation. You know, so we definitely we definitely will have to continue. Man, we're going to take a quick break, but remember, you can call us with your comments and questions at 844-844-1244. Again, that's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. You will listen to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Let's get back to the discussion on has black history lost its prestige with your host, Jimmy Bonds. Welcome back to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We thank you for listening. 
Remember, family, you can call us at 844-844-1244. Again, that's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. And we are back. Welcome back to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Bonds. I'm here with my man, Ty. Today, we're picking up where we left off in our last segment. Me and Ty were talking about has Black history lost its prestige? And Ty was dropping some knowledge. You know, I want Ty to go ahead and continue to drop that knowledge. I think it's important that, that we, we get this out there. Go ahead, Ty. I don't want to interrupt you. So um, when you look at when Columbus first came over here, he wasn't actually the first. There were a few others that came before him. When Columbus came, he came because the king and queen of Spain sent them over here. Right. Everybody knew what was going on over here. They just had to get over here. This was the land of gold. This was the land of milk and honey. Yeah. They knew that the 12 tribes of Israel was over here. If you research Utah, the Grand Canyon, there's actual temples and pyramids in the Grand Canyon. A lot of Utah is named after the 12 tribes of Israel. A lot of people don't know that, but a lot of places over there is named after the 12 tribes of Israel. And that's very interesting because, uh, you know, you think about the Mormon faith over there in Utah. Yes. You know, you think about how large that is. But even within the Mormon faith, they still keep some of them biblical names. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I want to be quiet. No, 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 I'm saying that's what you they do. They keep like, it quiet. Yeah, yeah. They keep yeah. it quiet. They keep it quiet. You, keep you it can on go the, ahead, but they keep it quiet. There's <laughs> a reason. Because they know who the original people were that were here. For yeah. example, uh, they tell us that uh, the first slaves was brought to Jamestown, right? Jamestown, Virginia. Now, when you go to Jamestown, Virginia, they had one of those highway markers there. It says in 1609, only 20 were brought over. And they didn't come from Africa. They came from the South. Their ship was taken over by a British. I think it was a Dutch ship taken over by the British or the British taken over by the Dutch. Anyway, 20 brothers was on that ship that got captured, and they ended up in Jamestown. So here's the thing. There's two Jamestowns. You have Jamestown, Massachusetts, which yep. is now Boston. That's where the British originally went. Right. They, they didn't go to Jamestown, Virginia. Right. It was Jamestown, Boston. The English started bringing slaves over. But here's the thing. They weren't black slaves. They weren't us. They were the white European slaves. They were the South African slaves, but they were the white South Africans. There are a lot of white South Africans that we don't know about. So they were bringing over a lot of European slaves. It wasn't us. It was European slaves. In between, when Columbus got here, up until when the British started bringing them over, they were exporting us. Columbus' first mission was to see the land and survey the land and see what was going on. He left a few people, took some of us with him, went back to Spain. On his second trip, they came with the artillery and the firearms, and they started taking over. On the third, and they took us back again. And on a third trip is when they start laying down foundations. So from, for 127 years, they don't write about this in our history books. Because number one, they don't want you to know that you're actually the original Indian. But your name was changed to Negro, Nigger, Black, Afro, Afro, Nubian American. They have given us so many titles, it's ridiculous. Yes, they have. They keep, they, they yes, keep, they, they keep changing the it. And they keep changing it. <laughs> Everybody else has been straight up like what they've been. Us yeah. is like, hey, hey, now you're African American. Hey, now you're black. You know? Tomorrow you're Negro. And then, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, if you look up black in a dictionary, in a, in a law dictionary, there's no definition for it. 
You know, because it's a color. Right. It's, it's not, not a, a it's not a, a people, it's a color. Right, it's not a people, right. But we call ourselves blacks. So well, hold on. so here's my thing. Even in America itself, we call ourselves blacks and whites call themselves white, but they're not white. You know what I'm saying? I don't see Mexicans or or shall I say Latinos being like we're beige. Like they don't have, there's no there's no beige right they're, they're Mexican or they're or they're you know they're from Panama they're from I'm I'm seeing clearly a lot of what you're saying you know I'm I I, I can't say I've done as much research as you have Tab I mean I've, I've I've been in the books and I've studied things I'm I'm more look at just geographical things based on history you look at you look at these places and you're like so how come this is this and this is that if there's two I know there's a York PA why is there a New York Okay, what's going on? You you know there's some history behind something. You know there's something missing. We have a German town in Philadelphia. Why? Because there's so many Germans. The Germans were here too, right? Set up shop. They did. I mean, it's it's let's let's not get it twisted. Like the, but when you say that our first identity was Indian, when you look at the Indian features, you look at their color, you look at our our range of colors. Just right, like exactly, exactly. I mean, you just you just think about like. I feel like what you're saying is is so prominent. It's hitting it's hitting home. You know what I mean? It's hit, it's like, well, come on, man. I've been thinking about hey, why is this going on? Why is this going right. on? But again, I think breaking it down helps identify the voids of identity that we have for a long time. Like I like I said, they they gave it to us. This is what your name is. You know what I'm saying? This is this is what you are, this is who you are. And they told us this, you know, 600, 700 years is this is who you are, this is what you are. And that's that's what I'm saying. Like more things else, ties. Like I guess the, your your answer almost to the question is, is it's not how we lost has lost its prestige. We didn't know it in the beginning to lose it. Right. So, <laughs> so how do you how do you lose something that you never had? Right. You know that's 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 pretty much what you what what the other side of it is. How do you lose something you never had? That's I mean that's that's true. We've never had even even to this day what our identity is has never been concrete. No, it's not. Us. No, us. No, no, not by us. It's never been concrete. We are, we are this people. When you pose the question, like, how do we lose it? It's in a way we did lose it, but we lost it because we never put it down for generations to come along to follow it. We were here long before everybody else, but our generations today don't know that. We built America. There's no way thousands of Africans can come over here and just start planting and toiling the ground, not knowing what the ground structure is, the chemical makeup of it. Somebody had to already be here to know how to do that. That was us. When they say that a sister was taking slaves to an underground railroad, the part that they missed out is that there was railroads already here in America. They were underground because we had coal mines. So the railroads went down into the, to the mountains. We already had that system in play. She was a conductor. So she knew the entire rail system from the East Coast to the West Coast. Now they say it was slaves. It wasn't necessarily a slave. We were, I'm not gonna say we, those that were called indentured servants, meaning you work for somebody, they just didn't pay you or they promised to pay you. That's an indentured servant. That's what we pretty much were back in the day when they said we were slaves. It's the difference between an indentured servant and a slave. An indentured servant is working for somebody but not receiving pay, or they were promised to pay but never received it. That's what we fall under. We were given promises, help us grow these crops, help us build this, help us create that. 
We'll yeah. promise to pay you. We'll give you X amount of land. We'll give you X amount of this. So we were bound by those contracts of indentured servitude. Those that were trying to get away, they weren't slaves. They were trying to get out of the contract. You want to get out of that contract. You don't want to be held in a contract for the rest of your life and not get no. paid. <laughs> You're going to try to get away from that, it's, right? It's, it's, it sound like rappers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And a lot of them get killed when they try to get out. You know what, what, what do you call it? Indigenous service. Indigenous service. Indigenous service. Yeah, they, that's pretty much what rappers are like. Yeah, do yeah, a lot of things and not get paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I'm gonna pay you. I promise. I promise I'm gonna pay you. But sign this, sign this line right here. Sign this. <laughs> and it still goes on in society. Look at yeah, the man. NFL, right? Oh no! Don't get me you started gotta, on NFL. It, they should, they should give that name another. They should give NFL another name. It should not yeah. be the National Football League. <laughs> you sign a contract. Yeah. After that contract, you become what? A free agent. Yeah. What is the free agent? Someone who is no longer under the bonds or the restraints of that original contract. Yeah. And then yeah. to servitude. Yeah. yeah. Now you can go anywhere you want. I mean, but then like, they're, and they're, their their model is the closest to yeah. that model. You know what I mean? That model right. of. I make promises because they they also make promises on contracts. They can just cut you. They, they cut you, right? They can just cut you. Forget your contract. Like I don't. Right. We, it doesn't matter. That's the only. They're the only league that can do that. Yes. Which is crazy to me. Because they're but, still run by the old school owners. Their mindset is we're going to control you no matter what. It, it, but it's an example of of what we have as as a can't even just say as a race as a people because it's not, you know as much as as much as we talk about this. Do you know, like, other, other races were affected by this as well? We weren't the only ones that were put in this category. Other races decided to form their identity. We just never did. It's, you ever find out how interesting this? They, can, they have, like, 4,000, 5,000 years of Chinese history. You ever notice that? I mean, they can go back dynasty, dynasty, dynasty and tell you all about that. Even even down in, in, in Asia and the Genghis Khans and all that kind of stuff. I mean, this was before all of that, right? Yeah, so, like... You know, other these other nationalities, they have their own identities. They have their own way of living. Like, you ever notice, like, there's the Polish Americans, the Irish Americans, the Chinese Americans, the Haitian Americans, the Jamaican, the Japanese Americans. I'm, I'm gonna keep. You want me to keep going? I can keep going because it, it's the Portuguese Americans, which yeah. I just realized they live up in Connecticut. There's a whole little port town up there. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, <laughs> I, I can go down the line, man. It just you always wonder why, you know, not because of the fact of being like, oh, well, you know, because we we the greatest, we the greatest race, and we the master race, and they they they, they, they try to take our stuff away. Okay, I, I hear you. Why don't we know about this? You just said it, Jimmy, because we're the greatest race. Everything comes from us. A lot of times when you drop knowledge to brothers, a lot of times they they pick it up like, man, you just, you know, you just, you've been in jail too long or, you know, you've been reading too many books or, you know, like a lot of them, they, they, don't, they don't want the knowledge. So I feel like sometimes you got to feed it to them in, in, in mediums that they can, they can relate to. I just don't feel like the stories are told in the manner that what they need to be told. It ain't about a documentary all the time. It's a perplexing thing to think about. I feel like, I feel like it's hard for people, it's hard for me to even articulate why that is, man. And like I said, we, and we got to take that away from them because I'm tired of us blaming people for things. Like, I really am. Like, we got to stop blaming people. Like, when, when your bills don't get paid and you had the money for it, why didn't your bills get paid? That's your fault. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not talking about money. We have the knowledge for this. We have the knowledge for this. If you can say to everybody in their mind they want to get caught up in this, okay, well, we take Black History Month and we make sure that they know. Maybe we got to find different mediums to spread these stories around, to tell these stories, man. 
like you got to promote it like like it's it is true black pride it is wakanda like it was back then you know what i'm saying like there was wakanda like let's not let's not get it twisted you know what i'm saying like Ty, like there were places that we that we were affluent you know we were so we were ahead of the times there were places like that before our history was taken us that's what i'm saying the, the our identity is not tied up into the black wax museum i'm just saying like that's what we'll always we go there continuously 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 like you know we notice there's a, a bigger and a broader scope of our story like our our identity like in the 60s we thought we had our identity with the with the panther party right black power right, right. exactly right but that was kind of like a, it wasn't self-sustaining it wasn't proficient effective constructive and productive to a point where it can make us better as a people it was just a temporary thing to tackle the issues at hand at that point in time. Yeah. You know, like if yeah. they, they don't exist no more. That that movement doesn't exist because it's not situated for this time of day. No, it's not. It's not gonna work. Right, right. Now we when you turn on the TV, Jimmy, you always hear about a black boy shooting another black boy, right? Right. Teenagers sitting in the car, gun down. Right. Can you tell me how many times you turned on the news? And you've heard two Chinese kids gunned down in their car and gang-related violence from another Chinese kid. No, you don't. You I don't. mean, you don't. You don't. They don't practice that in their culture. No. But we practice it. We sure do. We practice it. And that's another subject we're going to talk about completely. Because that, that subject of gun violence and that craziness, y'all want to keep brushing that, putting it down. and Anyway, my bad time. You know, I, no, go no, ahead. No, good. <laughs> Go ahead, you know, man. We haven't changed our identity over the years. Someone else has changed our identity for us over the years. It keeps you from knowing the truth. It keeps you from understanding. It keeps you from culture building. It keeps you from building your communities. Now, they can say that the Chinese people are this and that and you know all the things that they say about the Chinese people. But how is it that they're able to come, set up shop, in the communities that we live in and profit off of us. That's a system that's been put into place. We have yeah, senators, we yeah. have congressmen and women. Yeah, we do. Those are supposed to be our voices. Yeah. They don't speak for us. They don't. Can you tell me what does the NAACP do? No. What does the NAACP do? They give out, they give out scholarships. They give out scholarships. They give out awards. They give out scholarships. But you know, and the, the other problem about it is NAACP, the last CP, that CP, right. That right. CP colored people, Why that CP that <laughs> yeah. colored people. I'm not colored. I ain't been colored. I'll tell you, I am who I am. <laughs> I, I was researching them, and they got they have a they get a budget of twenty eight million. Listen, no, hold up, hold up. Then let's the let's do. That's gonna be another subject we're gonna talk about. NAACP. Uh -huh. They have a budget of twenty eight uh -huh. million dollars a year. How uh -huh. come we don't see this? Uh, no, not how come we don't see this. How come it's what are not? They doing with it? You tell me. <laughs> I want to know twenty-eight million, and it, and that's federal government money, which means which means I'm paying my taxes into the NAACP, yes. even though they claim they're a nonprofit organization. I'm just dropping these these little nuggets for people to yeah, know that this yeah. stuff is coming, like nonprofit yeah. organization. Like what? Yeah. You know what that means? You take yeah. your money. We're, we're constantly taxes. playing the game of somebody else's culture or ideology. But 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 then we get to the point of what you, what we were talking about before. Like if we're constantly playing that game of somebody's culture and ideology, 
this is why we don't even know who we are because we're trying to we're trying to play that game. We're trying to play the game of the keep ups. And I'm, we gonna we gonna break this down, Ty, because this is this is some real this is some real man this man man time. We I'm not even going to another subject this this show, man. We are gonna stick to this subject. This is gonna be the whole subject because it's broad. It's important to talk about. <laughs> Man, we're going to take a quick break. But remember, you can call us with your comments or questions at 844-844-1244. Again, that's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. You will listen to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Let's get back to the discussion on has black history lost its prestige with your host, Jimmy Bonds. Welcome back to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We thank you for listening. Remember, family, you can call us at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. And before we went to the break, me and my man Ty was talking about has black history lost its prestige? You know, it, it, it got us to a point of being of recognizing that our identity has never been established. <laughs> it's never been established. They've always told us what identity was. I've like you yeah. said, they kept telling us what we were. Well, yeah. They they kept telling us you're Negro. Jimmy, you're no no you're colored, you're nigger, you're colored, you're Negro, Negro. you're black, you're African American. I don't know what I am today, but today, <laughs> you know, and and then once you also here's the here's the thing, Ty, this is one of the biggest things I always find interesting sure. is that we don't know necessarily our identity, but on paper, when we have to fill out information, yes, they want you to identify who you are. <laughs> if I'm filling out, um, say I'm filling out financial aid for school, yes. and we put on there like you know, what's your, what is your race? Are you white? Are you black? Are you or Caucasian? Or are you Hispanic or Asian? You know what I mean? Like they ask you that. So even with you saying that, us not really know who we are. You check that box, you just say, mm, that's a really interesting thing. That this is the box I have to check, even if you say other, even if you say other, they will always identify what you look like. So, listen, even with what you just said, if you look at it, they're predetermining what you have to select. Yeah, you have the options. I can see if it just said race and just a blank line, and you write down your race. Yeah, right, exactly. It's it's predetermined. Mm -hmm. Predetermined selections, and you gotta pick. Well, you know you're not going to pick this. You know you're not going to, you're going to have to pick the money they put there. You have to pick that one. I also think that I think our story has changed, and I think our story is more assimilating to what to what the American way of life is. And I think we've always wanted to be accepted in the American way of life. You know what I mean? But we never will be. Yeah. You know, we never will be accepted on into that into that country club. This is what I'm saying. When you get to the when you say the prestige of it. They know how powerful we are. Yeah. But for some reason, we don't realize it. We don't. A lot of we don't realize how powerful we are. If we actually unite and come together, we can shut down, like they done did shutting down the whole earth over a virus. We can have that effect on the economy alone. 
I mean, but we do have that effect on the economy alone. They don't want that to happen. No. But if, if, if we did it a different way, if we did it a different way, we would have that effect on the economy. You said something earlier. You said how how selfish we are. Yeah, we are. Now, we're selfish people. We're so really when selfish. We get, when we come across lump sums of money, we don't look to enrich our people. Mm-mm. Man, we've been broke and struggling for so long. I got this lump sum of money. I'm going to do the things I want to do. That's fine. But if you look at other cultures, when someone comes into a lump sum of money, they contribute back to their culture. They give back to their culture, their heritage, their land, their country. When you look at boxing, when you look at the Mexican fighters, they're not fighting for themselves. They're fighting no. for their country. Yeah, no, they fighting do. for my they people. Uh, you know, they're fighting for their people. They do. You know I mean, a lot of times we're fighting for our own selfish gains and means. To a point, I understand that. That's fine. But again, you have to look at the long-term effect of that. I mean, like I said, it's, it's more something I think we got to talk about, but our psyche, you know, how, how our psyche has affected us. But here's the thing. Whenever you want to become a part of the American culture, whenever you want to assimilate to that, you have to realize what the American culture is. The American culture what it is. The American culture is an I, it is a self, it is a me culture. You can go anywhere else around the world and you will find that it is not the same philosophy is not the same atmosphere it's not the same feeling it is me me again and me some more if you think about even how how people live their lives now it is so self-centered it's all about them you know from your, your social media page to what you write to what you post to what's going on in your life it's all about you when it comes down to it people always say self self-preservation is key and that's that is true you have to take care of yourself first you really do but you also have to remember that, you know, as you take care of yourself, how much how much do you need? If you get how much you need, you can go ahead and take care of other people. You can go ahead and give back. And I mean, give back like, oh, yeah, we're just going to do a couple, throw some turkeys out in the hood. I mean, I mean, give back in a more strategic, you know, have some strategy with it, have some thought behind it. You know, we could, we could teach this history easy. This, this wouldn't have to be nothing complicated. I mean, we have HBCUs. Do you hear me? That should be like nah, y'all got every every black student, every student, not even black student, every student that come in these doors has to has to take these classes. Now you talk about Black History 101, you better go take Black History 101 up to 106. <laughs> your freshman and your, your sophomore years should be black culture, period. <laughs> period. And, you know, these these should be all your prerequisites, period. Like just period. If you come into this school, this is what it should be. And, and if you think about it, the majority of us don't go to predominantly white schools. We go to HBCUs. That's what we do. We don't go to, we don't be like, oh, yeah, you know what? I couldn't wait to get into Columbia. What? <laughs> Come on, dog. Like, the majority of us be like, I'm going to Howard, or I'm going to Hampton, or, you know, I'm going to Tennessee State, or I'm going, you know, I'm going to FAMU. You know what I'm saying? Like, and up here in Philly, I'm going to Cheney. I'm going to Lincoln. So you just got to start sitting on those administrations. Those are the educators right there. Aren't those the ones that educating the kids? I can tell you about my household and how much I, I, I snap at my wife. I'd be like, ain't no reason why my wife went to Spelman. She graduated from Spelman. Proud, proud to say. But when I think about how much money Spelman costs and the way they treat them kids, I have something else to say. So my point of the matter is I'm saying if you paying this amount of money for school each year, Black history should be somewhere in there. If you were HBCU, you're historically Black college and university. You should be teaching this from the get-go. You should have departments full of this. 
You know what I'm saying? It's still running your organization the same way that some other people run their organization. Sorry to say it, it's really that's what it is. You know what I mean? I'm trying to avoid it, but that's really what it is, man. It's still the same across the board. I mean, I don't know, man. I can't, I can't, I wouldn't want to pay forty thousand dollars a year if I knew my child wasn't getting the information I thought that she needed to get. And I think it, it's on us. If you paying that much money to a college or a university, you should demand more. You should demand more. You know what's funny? A lot of times, like in like even in Indian cultures, they know their culture verbatim. Their parents and beat them over the head with it. Even though their culture is frowned upon in some places and you know, praising others. Like they know it. They know their culture. They know their history. I mean, centuries back, they know it. I can't say that for us. You made a point. We talk about historical black colleges teaching history. The problem across the board is the starting point with our history. It always starts with slavery. No, you're right. That is exactly where it always starts. But our history should never start with slavery. It goes back further than that. It goes way back further than that. It goes way back further. Than that. Further than that. It goes way back further than that. Right. Exactly. I mean, it, it, it go. It goes back. I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll tell you something. When I was in high school, I wasn't, I was not a good student. I, was, I had, I had a learning disability when I was in high school. I don't know, something about- Wait, 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 wait. I don't think you had a learning disability, but go ahead. I, I no, no, I really did. No, no, I really did. I'll tell you what it is. I have, I have what is called an input-output issue. Okay. Where I, what I'll do is when I'm writing something, I'll put it in my head quicker than what my hand can write or quicker than what I can put on what's name. So I do better, I do better with dictation than I do with writing. But back then, they didn't have no type of dictation type of devices. You know what I mean? That you could dictate so what you So you didn't say. have a learning disability. They had a teaching disability. They couldn't adapt and adjust to what oh, you but are. But they did. No, no, no. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, I, went to, I went to a private school with, with a bunch of kids. No, they invested in me and was like, nah, you gonna, we're going to figure out how to teach you. You're going yeah, to figure yeah. out how you can learn. No, no, no. Believe me. But this is really interesting because this was like, you know, the late 90s. Like, that wasn't a time when people had interest in kids having learning disabilities. You know, it wasn't as prevalent as it is now. Anyway, one of the biggest issues I had, like, I was, I took French for eight years. I don't remember liquor French no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) I took French from, like, sixth grade or fifth grade to twelfth grade. Like, no, I don't remember that. I took classes like geography and biology, all them classes, like, real, like, you know, regular hard classes. There was one class that I took that completely changed my life. I started it in 11th grade, and you'll never know what class it was. What's that? It was history. History changed my life because it showed me, it made me connect the dots. And that's how my mind works. My mind works to connect the dots and connect things. Then it works to just be like, you know, somebody tells me this is what it is, and this is what happened. I connect dots like, well, why is it that way? You know what I mean? My history teacher was this little old lady from Columbia. Columbia and in South America. Right. She was from Bogota. So she she used to call me Nino. Hey little Nino, you know what I mean? But she gave me this this she gave me this this confidence in it that I never had before. Mm-hmm. And she never wrote nothing on the board. She wouldn't want to teach you that one and wrote on the board. She wasn't like that. She just would come into class, she had her books and her grades, and she would just teach. And you better make sure you take notes and you catch up and all that kind of stuff. Like this was the only class I really, really excelled at. But the reason why was she always taught me to do my research. If you have an opinion, form your opinion based off your research. And, and don't be trying to form your opinion off things that have never happened. It made me look at everything in that way. You know, history history is our identity. If that's our identity, how do we connect the dots to get these kids to start? You not just get these kids, get these people to start knowing that our, our, our identity and our history is worth. It's worth so much to our history and our values and our future. 
if if we didn't know if if they put us in hoods and we didn't know before we got here that they, that we weren't we didn't always live in hoods and we had land, wouldn't at least change your perspective a little bit? Just just we we didn't live like this before. We ain't always used to live like this. Wouldn't that make you change your, your way a little bit? And that's that's really what it is for me, Ty. Is I've always gotten a different perspective. If it wasn't from if it wasn't from my mom, it was from my grandfather. You know what I'm saying? If it wasn't my grandfather, it was from my teachers in school. If my teachers in school it was from my basketball coach. If it wasn't my basketball coach, you know what I mean? It was from it was from somebody else. Like I always had different perspectives to kind of create my identity of who I felt like I was. Not who necessarily like, you know, based on the history that we just talked about. I mean, just who all my experiences make up who I am. I think the biggest thing about it is, is that our previous experiences, meaning in our previous life, our ancestors, the people that came before us, their experiences make up who we are. You know, just like my experiences make up who I am, their experiences make up who we are. And we have to value those experiences and put not even currency, riches on it, put something more valuable than gold on our history because of how far we can go. How is it that we don't we don't sign and tell our young black businessmen that we had black Wall Streets? I mean that was last century. That wasn't like two centuries ago. That was right. that was nineteen hundreds. You know, you talk about Black Wall Street. Yeah. Why isn't there Black Wall Street no more? Like we have we have places where we live. We have places and cities that are predominantly black. Which you just touched on one of the biggest points, Jimmy. If we had our own Black Wall Street again, right? We had it before. Why do you think civil rights was initially implemented? Because Europeans, when they came over here, they couldn't get the jobs. They couldn't get the work. Right. We had everything. Was that's why, it. that's when they came up with civil rights yeah. to help them out. Yeah. Later on, it got switched over to us. Now we're asking for civil rights. But originally, it was the Europeans coming over that needed civil rights. When you talk about the Black Wall Street, how we don't have that no more, how do we lose it? We could have still. We could have done it again. We could have rebuilt. We could have done it again. We could have rebuilt. No, you're right. But instead of rebuilding, the narrative slowly got changed to integration. America has never been integrated. Let's not act like it has. Let's stop talking about it like it has. It has never been integrated on paper. Let's say integrated on paper. It's not even integrated on paper. It's not. It's not integrated on paper. You go to any any of these major cities. It's not. It's not integrated. Man, I can you can you can create these kind of these kind of ideal things they try to create, you know, like what they try to give these different names, like say West Philly they try to give different names. So this is U City and this is such and such. It's like, no, nah, man, you know that these parts of the city are predominantly this particular race. Right. You know, down in South Philly, that's that's Italian. You know, in North in North Philly in the Badlands, you know, that's that, those are those are Latinos. Right. You know what I'm saying? You go to West Philly, predominantly black. Right. You know what I mean? And, and Asians, some of the Asians live in Southwest. You know what I mean? The Africans live in the Southwest. No, like, yes. let's not even get it twisted. Like, integration narrative, I keep calling it narrative because that's really what it was. I, I don't say we, I never say we wanted to be integrated. I think we just wanted to have the same freedoms, the same, the same ability to have those same freedoms. And that's the problem that we ended up having was the wording that we used for it misconstrued what we were really trying to accomplish. You know, like, like you said, like everybody wants to come together and it's like, yeah, we should have a place where everybody should be together. We should have a place where everybody agrees with each other and not, not just agrees, but a place we can all debate openly and have no harm, no foul. And it's all love, but that's not really reality. But I can't, I, I just can't value putting more emphasis on integrating into their society instead of putting more emphasis on, building up our society right our way of life you got to put it in perspective you got to think about it you know i don't want to get caught up in in trying to teach people about the history that sometimes people don't want to know i want to get caught up in feeding them 
little drop the tape. Did you know such and such such? Did you know that? Yeah. You couldn't even sit nobody down to teach them anything no more, to talk to them anymore. When we was growing up, you, they had these little African celebrations and they were bringing the storytellers with the drums and the freaking, you know what I'm talking about, Ty. They, they bring the storytellers with the drums and the dances and the man on the stilts and the whole thing. And, the, yeah. you know, you got to get back to that. You got you to gotta have storytelling, man. You got to have time when you can sit down at Gibson and do some oral storytelling where people can remember. I remember stories that I was told when I was a kid. I remember that more than even something I might have seen on TV. They stay with you. They do. They stay with you for a long time. Even when I look at my kids, I mean, I tell my daughter a story. I tell my daughter a story about my father. She continues to bring it up to me all the time. My pop passed when I was 12. And my daughter at the most weirdest, crazy times comes up and be like, Daddy, your dad passed away, didn't he? You'll be like, what? <laughs> but she four, so you know, I, I understand, but she's starting to she's starting to put that, you know, put it all together, oh, yeah. understand. But I'm saying like the fact that I, I've already told her that since a young age, it stuck with her. You know what I mean? Once something she saw on YouTube or nothing like that, it was just something her daddy told her. And that's what I'm saying. The amount of power that we have as parents and as influences on our kids, yeah. even if you don't know what your exact identity is, you still have to teach them something. And that's what I'm saying in the grand scheme of things. That's why uh, the identity of what we know has been lost. Maybe it's time to bring some bring some different voices in the conversation. Maybe not older voices, maybe some younger voices. You know, I know it's, I know it's some youth out there, some youngers out there that are listening to what I'm saying and are like, yo, I know a lot about this stuff. I do this stuff all the time. You know what I mean? Like our history is not an age thing. You ain't got to wait till you 50 to start investigating how we got here. It's a lot more information now for us to go research than what it was back then when we were coming up town. Most of my research coming up, I had to do about foot, bus, car, you know? I had to go to different places to get the research, as opposed to now where you can just, you can go online, it's all there for most of I would go down to the Library of Congress, I'd be in the archives, and I'm looking at film strips. They don't lie about nothing in here. No, like, they don't. They don't lie about a single thing. I mean, Everything like I said, has been documented. If you go to the Library of Congress, you, you go look at the Library of Congress and the archives down there. That stuff is hardcore the yeah. truth. <laughs> like like you said, it's been documented. They get information down there about, all, oh man, all kind of stuff. Yeah. It's the, once, once stuff is declassified, you can go look it up. Go find yeah. out. Go down to D.C. Library of Congress and, and put your information in. Go ahead and show you the ID. Go ahead and research it. You never know what you might find out. Change your whole perspective about what you think about this country and what yeah. you think about yourself. And what you think about your family? You want to know something? One of the weirdest things, like I never felt like we fit in. I always felt like we stood out. I think about it too, because you need to know. You live your life on a need to know basis. You need to know how to get from point A to point B. Point B. Yeah. That's what everything in life, you need to know. How did you get here? What languages were spoken before yeah. we started speaking English? Before we started speaking we actually, English, yeah. We actually don't even speak English. We speak what's called English. A-N-G. Right. A-N-G-L-I-S. You know why? Because that's Anglo-Saxon English. Right. Not yes. King English. The King's English. Right. That's why they say they speak proper English. Right. You know what I mean? Right, because British, British English is completely different than English. Listen, right. That is correct, yeah. What about you that? Know? But a lot of our people don't, they don't know that. They're not going to teach you that in school. They're not going to say that in school. My identity often is a little bit of everything. How I think about things a little bit of everything. I don't think about everything like, oh, I'm, I think about like I'm a Democrat. Or I yeah. think about like I'm a Republican. Or I think about that like I'm like I'm a Libertarian. Like they put us in, they, they never, they don't give us any options to think outside the box. That's really what I'm saying, Ty. Yeah. That's really what I'm saying. That's the biggest point about it. It's at the end of the day, they tell you what it is. 
They tell you how to check your name on a box. They tell you what you are. They tell you who you are. They tell you where your people come from. And you never question. And I'm not saying that's that you should question everything. That's not what I'm saying. Sometimes you might get into conspiracy theories when you start questioning every single thing. I think you should question things that you that you know seem weird. Your common sense of what you learned, your experiences, you can put them all together and realize that something ain't quite adding up. Have you ever heard of the $5 Indian? No. Okay, so the Europeans, when they started taking over our land, which they say is Indian land, when they started taking over our land, they started taking over the different tribes. So they made it so that there's only, I think like five or six major Indian tribes. You got your Cherokees and your whoever, whoever, maybe five or six major Indian tribes now. So what the Europeans did was they took on the names of the different tribes. All they had to pay was $5. So if you research $5 Indian, it's going to explain to you everything they did in order to acquire Indian names or to acquire our names. This is how they took over our names. Hmm. A lot of us think that we get our names from Europeans. No, Hmm. we don't. My name is Richardson, last name Richardson. There was a man at some point in time named Richard that had a son. That's Richard's son. Palmer. Somebody probably worked on palm trees. That's a Palmer. Mr. Wood. They probably was a woodworker. We don't have European names. Our names were given to us, or we gave ourselves these names based on what we were probably doing. In the Pacific Rim, there's a group of people called the Tiat people. That's the word poet spelled backwards. You don't hear about them. They look mm-hmm. just like me and you. But you yeah. don't hear about the T-Out people mm-hmm. because they're quietly killing them all. Whoa. And they're in the Pacific Islands, the T-Out people. Poet spelled backwards. If I could make it up, I could, but I can't. Yo. Thanks. Our, hit- crazy. Our, our history is covered for a reason. They don't want you to know it because if you know it, you can now do something about it. And if you do something about it, that means they're going to have to take a back seat. And if black wins, who takes a back seat? Yeah, I know. Everybody else. We, we talked about this. You know if, if, if we win, who loses? I actually said, well, I got to be, why well, somebody got to lose? But evidently, that's what it is. Somebody, if, if somebody, somebody wins, somebody else has to lose. Somebody has to pick up trash, right? Nah, that's the way it somebody is, man. Somebody has to do it. Somebody got there's always that's me number two. Everybody can't finish first. We're gonna finish it right here though, man. This listen, bro. We we done we done cover so much, man. We done cover so many ins and outs of this thing. The basic question is has black history lost its prestige? I think we we didn't just answer it. I think we really define what what the answer is. And I think we also at the same time open up some other questions that are definitely you know relevant to, to this subject. And, you know, I was telling you about my history teacher. Well, anyway, she gave she gave me a book my senior year when I graduated. It said, it said, Lies My History Teacher Told Me. It's, she started, it was really a book about breaking I down. Did, I, had <laughs> I had that one. I saw your face look yeah. like, oh, yo, I know that joke. Yes. Yeah, I had that she gave, one. She gave me that book. And, you know, it was really important that she gave me that book because she, she always wanted me to think about things differently and have a different perspective on it. Um, you know, I say that even in the show because I think it's that's, important people, the perspective is important. You have a different perspective. You know, if you know different, you will be different. Believe me. Right. That's the biggest thing I, I think, you know, we got to know better to be better. So 
Right. You know, I thank everybody for listening. Fam, that's going to wrap the show. We want to thank you for listening to Jimmy Bond's podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We ask you to leave your comments and questions at 844-844-1244. Again, that's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. Now, remember, family, we are still in a COVID-19 pandemic. So please, please, please remember to wash your hands, wear a mask, and practice social distancing. Also, remember to take nothing for granted and value every opportunity you have with your friends, your family, and your loved ones. For in these times, every moment is sacred. So until the next episode, you can find me on Good Hope Road, screaming, stay up, don't sleep in your dreams. I'm Jimmy Bonds, and I'm out. Fight on. Come on.